Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 119, the top five regrets of the dying. Ronnie Ware was a palliative care nurse who took care of people as they were transitioning to the other side. While they were dying, she would ask them reflective questions on their life. And she came up with these top five regrets that she heard over and over as they were living their last days on earth. At the end of this episode, we give you powerful questions so you could reflect on your own life so that way you can live fully and show up powerfully every second of the day. I hope everybody enjoys the show. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Today's episode is all about the five regrets of the dying. And you can kind of introduce how this kind of came together. Yeah, so Bronnie Ware was a palliative care nurse, which she helped thousands and thousands of people over the years transition from dying to the other side. And what she would do is she would ask them questions while they were on their deathbed. What she did, she created an article and it's actually called the top five regrets of the dying. And these are the top five regrets that she heard over and over and over as these people were on their deathbeds and deeply reflecting on their life. Mm -hmm. And they really make sense. It really makes you rethink a lot of things in your life too when you hear them. So I think we should get into the first one. All right, let's start number one. So number one is, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. This is huge because it sounds like it's something that's so simple, but it's actually kind of complex because it's very easy to go off of your, your first childhood dream, you know, and kind of stick with that and what you've told everyone that you wanted to do. But sometimes you have to shift the focus if things change for you. I, I met someone on the plane actually, and he took over, a, uh, he was working at a company with his dad, I wanna say, that his dad started it. And what ended up happening was is he found that he didn't really like it anymore. And it was hard to leave. So he's still with that company, I'm thinking, I'm not sure if he's still with it. Um, but that's a lot of people get kind of stuck in what they're doing because they think that that's what they have to do because that's how the the road was paved for them or they're afraid to change their mind right and you could you unconsciously feel that if i go against the grain i'm going to get all this stuff that comes back to me Mm -hmm. you know think about it so you just come across intuition like we made about you know we talked about that in our last episode intuition is one of those things that could be kind of out there for some people so maybe you come from a family to where you know, all of a sudden you, you become aware of the power of your intuition and you want to share it with your family or you want to share it with friends, but you know you'll be looked down upon. You'll know they'll, they'll say, oh, they're just doing that fairy tale stuff. You know, something as, as simple as that or as complex as your career, the, the job or the career or the business you've been in for the last 20 years. Maybe you had kids, maybe... Um, you married into another family and you just felt the pressure to be a doctor or whatever it may be. There's so many different things and we're just having conversations with people. A lot of us hold back. We're scared to say things because we don't want to offend people. So Mm -hmm. 
deeply reflect about that. Are you, are you living a life that is true to you in every way, not just your career, but just how you're showing up in the world? And I, it makes me think of when I was teaching in the third grade because I loved the kids and <clears throat> I loved teaching and I had been there for seven years. And to the outside world, they'd probably think I was completely crazy. I mean, I, you should have heard the comments that I got from people when they heard that I was going to leave to go full-time into mediumship. And even after I went into mediumship full-time. Definitely. So, you know, people think that teaching is like a very respectable job. And I was locked in the system. I was tenured considered a highly effective teacher and I was leaving all of the benefits and, and everything. And it didn't make sense to me on a conscious level, but in my soul, I knew it had to be done. It was just this overwhelming feeling, but I could have easily listened to everyone else. And I think a lot of people listening are in that position where they're in one job and they're doing something else on the side that they love, but they're afraid to take that leap and take the jump. Absolutely. But this is one of the things that came up with one of the regrets, and it's something to think about. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter how old you are either. So let's go to number two. Number two, the second regret is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Mm -hmm. That's a big one right there because there's so many addictions out there. We look at alcoholics or drug addicts, and it's very plain, you know, it's very clear that that is something that's bad. But we have one addiction here in the United States of America, I don't know about other places because this is where I grew up, that people praise and that's the workaholic. Like for some reason, yeah. it's like work 24 hours a day, grind it out right. and people are getting praised for that. Mm -hmm. And I actually am really conscious about when I say like, oh, you're such a hard worker. Instead of saying that, I catch myself like you're really smart with your work. Because it is true that people get praised for being hard workers. And I think about, I was just talking to Tony about this, that one of our neighbors had a few years ago had said that he was so excited for um, his wife to retire and they were gonna go travel the world. And then I, I said to Tony, oh my gosh, this is so sad because everything that's going on, it could have been this year that they were supposed to go. And they waited all of their life to work for retirement to travel a year that now they can't go and travel outside of the country with everything going on with the pandemic. A lot of people wait for that one week vacation that they get after they work or wait, you know, 50 years after they retire. That kind of goes along with it. It does. And even, even sometimes they'll go on vacation, but on vacation, they're thinking about work. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things to where you know, in this episode, we want to put a wall up real quick and, re you know, help people realize and ourselves realize that that's not a good thing. Right. An addiction to work, an addiction to anything, you know, having, you know, what is the addiction? It's to where you're, you can't get enough of what you don't need. Well, we don't need to work all day long. We don't need to work our lives. You know, we don't need to work every second of our lives. I think life is about enjoying and the thing is we have several episodes to cover this topic but finding work that you truly love because when you find work that you truly love then you don't work a day but exactly. then the addiction habit could still pop up there if you don't solve it before you get to that spot so you're somebody right now who may not be in work that you love and say you're a workaholic if as soon as you find the work that you love, you'll be a workaholic in that too, mm -hmm. if you're not aware of this. 
So I think it's really important to bring your awareness around that. And I feel like when people are overworking, because I've done it myself, I was avoiding other things. So you can overwork to avoid, you can overwork to kind of cover up any kind of trauma, mm -hmm. you could overwork to procrastinate on other things. So it's just thinking about like, why, why is this coming up for me? And, and when, I'm, when I catch myself in it, just having that awareness, okay, it needs to shift. Right, and that, that's kind of like what I was doing before I moved to Tampa. Yes. Um, 10 years ago, I was, before we met. Well, right you could call it overworking. I was just going, going, going. It's like, I would never just step back and slow it down. And when I moved to Tampa, I finally had permission to just slow down my life rather than getting off from work, you know, going to work out, calling three friends up, driving across the city, coming back over this way, that that's way. That's what I was doing at home And too. it's like, it's a good point that you brought up to where, you know, when people are overworking, you know, when I was doing that, and I find myself doing that at times now, but I catch it, I realize, wait, what am I running from right now? Mm -hmm. And let me sit with that, because oftentimes it's like a negative emotion that you're running from. Yeah. So let's go to number three. Number three is, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. This is a huge one. Yeah. This is one that I've been battling my entire life. Around certain people my entire life, I was myself and I would express my feelings. But then around other people, I would clam up and hold back. And that was a major problem. It causes a lot of frustration in my mm -hmm. life. And to be quite honest, it still does at times now, but I'm getting so good at this because I've been hyper-focused on this right here because I've heard about this before and I was like, no, I'm a human being who has a unique perspective. You are too and so is Lindsay. And we need to share that with the world because we don't know how much time that we have here and we share it by putting words to our feelings because you know we feel, a lot of you watching this, listening to this, you feel at a deep level so a lot of times you, you're probably like me to where you, you can't put all the words mm -hmm. on what you're feeling, but we have to at least attempt it. We have to put ourselves out there and be courageous that way. And I know it's scary at times. It is, because I find, I was talking to my one of my best friends since we were in like sixth grade and sixth or seventh grade. And she was, we were talking about communication and the power of communication. And she's like, you've always been really good at communication. And in my mind, I didn't always believe that. And I feel like it's a constant work in progress for me. Even though she said it, I still feel like it's a work in progress because I've been more present. And I feel like when you're more present, you can communicate better. The thing that comes up for me is when I communicate, I'm better with like hearing a voice instead of like typing because I want people to hear my voice or see my my tone and, and that kind of thing. I'm really big on that. I feel like it's different when you text. I did a whole paper um, in college about texting and how you could text like fine to someone <laughs> and it could have like four meanings, you know? I'm like, thinking of videos I saw online to where they yeah. do that. They're like, this yeah, dude's mad at me right now. And for it's like... grad school, that was one of my papers and I'm like, it, it could either be like, hey, how's it going? And it's fine. Or, hey, hey, what's up? And you could take it. I forget the meanings behind it. Like on the spot, I can't think you of it. You just put okay. But You're like, okay, exactly. just okay. That's the word that I used, okay. Because okay could be like, hey, everything's okay. Or 
just okay. Mm-hmm. Or so that's why for me, I I like to put it to. You want to go get lunch? Sure, sure. So you don't want to go, or you want to exactly? Go. <laughs> but now we have emojis. Yeah. <laughs> so adding the emoji with the text makes it easier. So if I'm going to communicate. I'm going to add an emoji with it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think communication really is getting to know how people are feeling. And just because you're sharing something that you are feeling doesn't mean that you're doing something to hurt someone. It's to express what's happening to get it out in the open. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing because having this conversation is so important to always speak your truth, even if it's something that hurts. Because if you're hiding it inside, everyone's walking around not sharing what they're thinking. They're not, and part of sh- expressing your feelings is at times being curious about other people's feelings. Yeah. Like I'm feeling like I'm curious about how you're feeling. So then you express that, wait, how do you feel about that? And you know, that could be edgy at times depending on what you're talking about. But it's having those hard conversations. I heard one of my mentors tell me that your success in life is equivalent to the number of hard conversations you're willing to have. And I think that's a huge one. That's huge. That's huge. Should we go to number four? Yeah. So number four is, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. How many of you feel that way right now? Because when I read that for the first time, I thought of several friends like, wow, why have I not talked to them in so many years? And it's not because you hate them. It's Well, yeah, even like reconnecting with people from elementary school that I haven't seen in a while or high school that, you know, we could have had a class or two, but we didn't hang out all the time. But you remember the essence of that person and you know that they're, you know, good person. You want to reach out and connect. And I think, you know, it's funny because you're thinking about the first three regrets that we mentioned. If we start to really maximize those, I feel like naturally we'll, we'll be connecting with our friends. Because yep. going back to the last one, that's a, that's a reason why a lot of friendships either end or people go long times without seeing each other is because no one's expressing their feelings. Mm-hmm. So it's one I of those know. things. Or you know, you have, you have differences, but I'll tell you this, like I'm in St. Louis right now and I'm connecting with my roots with my friends that I've known, they've known the Tony that was 10, that was 12, that was 15. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much power in reconnecting with your roots, all of your roots along the way. My college friends, it just, it brings back those memories and they know you like nobody else knows you. And it's great meeting new people, but it's so valuable going back to those roots. Mm -hmm. It grounds you, it brings back new insight. It helps you to see how much you're actually growing. All of these different things you can extract by going back and reconnecting with people. Mm -hmm. I love that. So number five is, this is a huge one. This one hit home when I read it. I wish that I had let myself be happier. This kind of goes with our um, episode that we just did a couple of episodes back about how to be positive. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because it could be really, really difficult in our head when it's happening, when we don't know how to do it, how to be happy and enjoy being happy. Sometimes we think, well, how am I deserving of this happiness? Like, I want to make sure everyone else is good. It's that, yeah. That's one of the things where you're worried about everyone else. I was talking to someone, I can't even remember who it was. I really don't even remember. 
But one of the things that we figured out was, actually it was a client. She was, something came up in her reading and what ended up happening was that she was doing everything for everyone else. A lot of her depression and things that she was experiencing was actually connected to a bunch of other people. Right. So that's something that could come up where when we're not taking ownership and saying, hey, it's okay for me to be happy and, and um, enjoy my life, it's okay to do that if someone else isn't happy. Right, so we have these conflicty beliefs mm -hmm. to where we think, oh, my happiness is tied to if this person's happy, this person's happy, this person, okay, everything's good now. All right, I'm good now. And it's like, we know and you know that that, that belief is going to cause a lot of pain over time. And not only that, it makes me think of another thing too. I think Renee Brown said this, to where like you're, you're looking at your kid, or you know, I don't, we don't have any kids, we have nephews and nieces, we do it with them or our son Romeo which is our dog, you look at them and you're like, I love them so much. And then your next thought is, oh my gosh, just so, I hope nothing happens to them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we live in this constant duality of this to where, yeah, life's both made of negative and positive, but we need to soak in those moments. When you're just looking at your kid or if you're just watching your wife or husband make you a nice meal, like soak in that moment, slow it down a little bit, feel the love coming from them, if it's coming from them that moment. Some people cook angry at times. <laughs> like it's the simplest things. And I think that's what, how this resonates with me is like slowing it down and soaking in those small moments. I feel like a lot of the times that we don't feel happy, it's because we're trying to make everyone else happy. Mm -hmm. Like that goes along with what I just said. Yeah. Also, not giving yourself a chance to be happy. It's almost like there's times where you could easily say, oh, this is going wrong today. Mm -hmm. And it's a habit of feeling comfortable in the negativity. And that's something, and going back to, I know it says to you know, reconnect with old friends. I think that's great. I think that's powerful, obviously, that's coming up in that um, regrets of the dying. But I also feel like happiness is a choice too. It's who you surround yourself with, it's what you're watching, it's what you're putting inside of your mind, body, and soul. So happiness is a choice. It is a choice, and just to add more to that too, <laughs> <laughs> underneath, underneath that layer is how from our childhood, we have traumas, all of us have mm -hmm. different traumas and you know different wirings. So say for example, you come from a childhood where there's a lot of trauma, well you're wired for that trauma so you'll be over your lifetime unconsciously recreating that yes and not only that but drawn to that mm -hmm. so drawn to those people that will that will create more of that trauma so it is a choice but it's also an awareness level too to where that's why we obviously where we do this podcast is when you know like all of you listening to this you could hear us now you have to go do the work now you bring this new level mm -hmm. of awareness to everything you do and when those new traumas come up to where it's you start to feel drawn to old negativity, you can catch yourself and you can ask yourself the question, wait, is this an energizer or is this a drainer in my life? And I yes. think it's a powerful question to always ask with everything. That's huge. I always feel like it comes back to awareness and I feel like awareness is a choice too. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. It's almost like, okay, I'm gonna choose, like if I'm not happy, I need to figure out what is making me unhappy. It's yeah. not the outside world because mm -hmm. everything's going to be, you're going to recognize good and bad, 
but you could point the finger at everyone else. Mm -hmm. But really it comes back to like, where is the root? And that's true. It all comes back to the childhood of what you're recognizing. What we're going to do next is this is a ref these are questions that are specifically designed to reflect on the, these top five regrets that we just shared with you. So this mm -hmm. is going to help you reflect on your own life to where, you know, when the time comes, you can look back at your life and feel grateful that you didn't die with all that valuable music still inside of you. So let's go to question number one is, what is the one thing I would like people to remember me by when I'm gone? So pause this video if you need to and think about that and continue to think about this for the rest of your life. And write it all down. All of these questions. Write it down. This is powerful to write. Number two down. is, if I had all the time in the world, I would make room to do the following. Pause the video if you need to. Write this down. Yeah, it's so valuable to write all mm -hmm. of this down. I would love to reconnect with these people from my past. Start naming all of the people. You'll be surprised. When I did this, it... I was surprised with some of the people that would come up like, oh, I forgot that person or, wow. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. The last question is, if I could experience anything in the world, these are my top three experiences. And I wanna share one of mine with you, is I want to ride my bike all around the United States. Like I, I wanna do a cross country bike trip and just explore and connect with people and and maybe go to some sporting events and different things like that. So and we think did about, this with our business mastermind students. Yeah, we too, did this whole process. Members. This was one of the things we did. And this was one of the hard ones actually for some of them to yes. think of like, what, what do I want to do? Yes. Because one of the fears is, what if I name something and I don't do it? Or what if I name something and it- Or it like, feels selfish. Yeah, or it feels selfish. So that's something that could come up. So just know if you're stuck on this one, just take time to think about it. Right, all of these questions. These are deep questions. So these are questions that you want to keep asking yourself daily mm -hmm. and the clarity will come. So think about these things. I think you probably will have to go back and replay this episode to really take it in because even though there's only five regrets, uh, that's they're huge things to think about and they can completely transform your mind, body, and soul in your life and the people around you. So it doesn't matter how old you are, you could be 90 listening to this or you could be 20, whatever it is, there's transformation that will take place if you really take time to process everything that we shared in this episode and reflect on how it connects to you. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.